Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. We are officially two weeks out from the Kentucky Derby, and I cannot stop thinking about the outfits I'm going to wear, how much money I'm going to lose at the track, and what bourbon I'm going to be drinking. I'm just so excited. In case you're not from my neck of the woods, let me give you a quick recap of what life in Louisville looks like over these next two weeks. So on Saturday, there was an air show that kicks off fireworks, which then kick off two weeks of the Kentucky Derby Festival. There is so much that happens in the city in the next two weeks. There's a food truck festival and a steamboat race down the Ohio River. That's right. We have steamboats that literally race each other. So cool. Hot air balloons, a marathon, a mini marathon, which by the way, I'm running for and I feel very unprepared, but it's going to be fine. It's going to be great. There's a parade, there's concerts, and finally three days at Churchill Downs, including Thurby, Kentucky Oaks, and the Kentucky Derby. It's my absolute favorite time of year. Again, can't wait to head to the track and drink my bourbon and wear my outfits and people watch. I just love everything about it. All of that said, my brain truly is not braining this week. I had so much trouble picking out a podcast topic. So I asked you guys to give me a couple of questions and I would pick out three to answer on this week's episode. So to everybody who wrote in, Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Let's go ahead and just dive right in. Question number one, what did you wish you knew earlier in business? This is, this is so tough because I feel like I have so many pieces of advice. If I could just go back and tell myself three years ago to do X, Y, and Z, I would have saved myself so many tears, so much anxiety, so much stress, but you know, you live and you'll learn and you, you pass lessons down on your podcast. So number one, trying to do everything yourself is a huge waste of time and energy. I waited way too long to bring on a team and take a step back from my business. I held on to this belief that nobody could do my job the way that I could do it. And that's true. Nobody can do my job the way I can do my job, but that's not actually a bad thing at all. I've brought on so many different employees and contractors over the years, and it has provided so many different fresh perspectives and unique angles and different projects that I don't think we'd be where we're currently at without our team members. So it's really important to give up control of your business little by little and just take a step back, give yourself a breather, because if not, trust me when I say that you will burn out and you don't want to burn out. I did experience quite a bit of burnout last summer and it took me probably almost two months to recover. And part of the problem was, was that I was trying to do all the things. Okay. Advice number two, what I wish I would have known earlier on 
it is so important to leverage your network. People in your network want to help you. All you have to do is ask and be prepared to provide a favor in return. Sometimes it's referral fees, but all you have to do is ask, right? The worst that someone can say is, no, I can't help you. Number three, I wish I would have known that entrepreneurship is not easy. Year one is incredibly difficult. There's a reason why so many businesses do not make it past year one. There are going to be so many days where you want to quit. Do not quit. Take a nap. Sob into a pint of ice cream. But for the love of God, do not give up. I promise if you just stick with it and keep showing up every single day, good things are right around the corner. That consistency pays off over time. Oh, I guess a bonus tip because I kind of mentioned it. Be incredibly consistent. I don't care what you're doing in life. It could be training for the Olympics. It could be building a business. It could be working your way up in corporate America. Consistency is truly the key. Good things come to people who are consistent. Okay. Question number two, how did you find someone to help you manage your money beyond a budget worksheet? Such a good question. I used to think I was so bad with money when in reality, I just didn't know how to manage my money. I never talked to anybody about managing my money. I always grew up thinking, well, if I just save my money, if I just save every single penny and I don't buy myself Starbucks and I don't buy myself new clothes, then I will have enough. Enough for what? I don't really know, but... (laughs) That's what I thought. But here's the thing. Your money can actually work for you, but you have to know what to invest in. You have to know how to go about that. You have to know how to pay off debt, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. When it comes to finding someone, I feel like I'm going on a rant here. I have found everyone I've worked with in the last couple of years, I either found them through Instagram or through referrals. So my personal finance coach last year, Michaela, is so good. I cannot recommend her enough. I don't know if she's currently taking on clients, but if she is, you better run. Do not walk, run to Michaela. Her Instagram handle is break your budget. She is so good at what she does. She made debt payoff and saving seem very, very doable, which is crazy because when I worked with her, I had $43,000 in student loan debt. Like I could still reach my money goals and buy myself Starbucks every day. It was like a huge epiphany when I worked with her. And I also just like the accountability of meeting with someone once a month. When it comes to business, I currently have a CPA and a tax strategist, which makes a huge, huge difference. If you don't have a tax strategist, please get one as soon as you can. I also do just a lot of self-educating. I keep up with money with Katie. She's amazing. Shout out. P.S. I had her on my podcast earlier this year, episode 58. Go listen to it. It was a good one. I do a lot of reading. So yeah, between working with amazing humans and reading and watching webinars and listening to podcasts, I feel so much better about my personal and my business finances at this point. Next question. I love this one. How did you make Louisville a part of your brand? When I started Neat, I wanted to incorporate things that made me, me. And that meant bourbon. Ever since I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, I have really loved bourbon. The taste, the history, how it makes me feel. (laughs) No, I just feel like a badass whenever I drink bourbon. Bourbon gen is a different kind of gen. I started to incorporate bourbon into the brand by just naming the company Neat Marketing. I like to drink my bourbon neat. It was a no-brainer. And I incorporated it into our brand strategy. I thought about the personality traits of bourbon and what bourbon drinkers are really like. So when I think of bourbon, I think of bold. Bourbon has such a bold taste to me. So I knew that I needed boldness to be a part of our brand's personality. Whenever I think of bourbon drinkers, I also think of like straight shooters, no BS types of people. So I knew that I wanted to show up in that way as well. And I feel like I really have over the last couple of years. 
even my clients always tell me, well, Jen, you just tell it how it is. You're very honest. You're very to the point. I started to also incorporate the colors of bourbon. So burnt orange and coal. Another thing that I started to do as well was I started to share bourbon on my Instagram stories and I brought a bottle of bourbon to all of my photo shoots. Whenever someone sees bourbon, I want them to think of me and my brand. And so far, this has been the case. A piece of advice for anyone who's thinking about this is when you're incorporating something into your brand, make sure that it's truly authentic to you or you'll end up wanting to rebrand quickly, which then causes a lot of confusion. Okay, guys, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for showing up today and giving this a listen. If you guys have any follow-up questions, send me a DM on the Instagram. I love having more conversations after podcasts go live. I will catch you guys on next week's episode of Serve Me.